Business Tech Weekly podcast episode number 102. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, howdy, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is not Andy Tribe. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Cliff Ravenscraft. That's Father Roderick. And we're here to talk about business technology tools that can help you become more profitable, productive, proficient, and just more awesome at all things related to business. I wish I brought my cowboy hat. <laughs> we're we're going to bring up... Uh, today, we're going to talk about a technology tool that has revolutionized the way that I use my Mac right after this beautiful music. <laughs> Okay, well, there's 30 more seconds. We'll just stop there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> hey, why am I here? Why why not Andy Traub? Well, that's because Andy Traub is at home being the husband of the year, helping out his wife, take care and parent his three... Ch- <gasps> that's right. Three children because they just had their baby girl three days ago. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. They named her Stephanie Cliff Traub. Can you believe that? How much did you pay him for that? <laughs> he, <laughs> Is this some kind of marketing scheme? <laughs> no, she, he, he said that he, that's what he wanted, but the wife overruled. And uh, no, her, her name is Lisa, or not Lisa, Lucy Marie. So Lucy Oops. Marie Traub. And, and Andy said that they're keeping her. So, oh, wait, no, she, they, the actual phrase is she's a keeper. So good news. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations to you guys. Um, and uh, that is very cool. Andy obviously is taking the week off this week and we'll be back next week. However, I'm very delighted to say that we have Father Roderick uh, here on Business Tech Weekly and uh, no stranger to podcasting. That's for sure. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, my Skype is a bit flaky, I think, but uh, I hope you can still hear me. You know what? I am hearing you now. It, it did seem like it dropped out just a little bit there. It's getting better, though. Uh, yeah, it's getting I, th- better. I think it just repaired itself, so that's good. So, uh, Father Roderick, obviously, you run uh, a, a major business, uh, online business, if you will. Uh, tell, yes. Tell us a little bit about your business. Well, it's a big nonprofit organization, SQPN, and uh, it's a platform that specializes in in um, in podcasts from a Catholic perspective. It's not really a um, it's a religious organization. We, we try to, to reach out to a, a, a very broad audience. And I guess our product is uh, shows. It's, um, well, it's actually, we, we've got two products. We've got a lot of podcasts. Um, very similar for those of you that never listened to uh, SQPN. It's, it's, it's very akin to what Cliff and Stephanie do for, with, uh, with GSPN. And uh, so that's, that's one thing that we do. And then the second mission is basically to provide help and encouragement for uh, people that want to join us in that and that that uh, and there goes our Skype connection and uh, oh 
Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to pause for just a second and let me go sure. ahead and disconnect. Well, let's reconnect here real quickly and uh, get a better connection. And sure. we're back. Um, we don't know exactly what happened there, but uh, hopefully we'll we'll be good. So what was I saying or what were you saying? Uh, well, I was explaining what SQPN was and basically it's, it's very similar to uh, GSPN. And uh, we are trying to always, we're always on the lookout for new um new audiences, new people to kind of kind of make aware of what we have. And I think our products are good. It's just like, how do you, how do you, re, how do you build that audience? How do you uh, interact with it? How do you make sure that that bond that you have is a, is a remaining one? And uh, so it, in a way, it's, it, even though it's a nonprofit organization, it is very similar to any uh, marketing situation, I guess. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, and of course, one of the things that we're going to be talking about here is technology tools that help us to become more productive and efficient with the work that we do. Because, Father Roderick, you had mentioned SQPN is a lot like what GSPN is. And, and I can tell you right now from experience, it's a lot of work. It is. <laughs> there are so many things to do. And I know both of us spend an incredible amount of time behind a, uh, behind a computer screen. Yes. And I go ahead is to simplify that and to uh, automate um, to automate a, a lot of the the, the boring tasks and uh, see how you can be as efficient as possible because uh, just like with GSPN we're still a few people doing this and uh, but the 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 market the audience out there is huge and so how do you keep that how do you how do you make sure that you stay efficient exactly and I have a tool today that I know you're going to love. I, at least I believe I do. I, I believe <laughs> I know this about you, that you're going to love this because I know you're a Mac user. Yes. And I imagine that you probably spend as much time opening folders and browsing through and going from this folder over to that folder. And 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 every time you open up one of those folders, it does what? It opens up this thing called a finder window, right? Yes, it is the most annoying thing. I have got actually... An, a second monitor hooked up to my already pretty big monitor that comes with the iMac. And ev right now I'm looking at at least 20 windows and they're all overlapping and I can never find where, <laughs> where my files are. That's exactly it. And of course, and, and then what happens is oftentimes you open up these finder windows with these, you know, different folders that are opened up all over the place. And, and the next thing you know, you're, it's like, okay, I just opened that window. Which one of these is it? It's like, I, I, it, nope, that's not it. So you close that one. It's like, oh, well, I needed that, but I'll close that. I'll close this. And, and, and next thing you know, it's hidden behind a window of another window. Yes. Oh, it's the most annoying element. And for some reason, I don't know, I do have a, a PC as well. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is not as jarring on a PC. And I don't know why, but I, perhaps I'm more used to the PC environment. But with the Mac, it's pretty bad. It It is. It is extremely bad. So... What would I tell? What would you say if I told you that I've re, uh, discovered? And actually, I didn't discover it. I, I was told. I'm going to give full credit to my great friend Pat Flynn over at SmartPassiveIncome.com. Uh, he and I are uh, we we talk on a regular basis and share technology tools with one another. And he shared this one with me. But let me ask you this: What would you do? do you, you use the Chrome browser, correct? Mm-hmm. And, yes. and you know how like whenever you click a link on a site and it open and it tells it to open in a new window, for example, what, mm -hmm. do, what is the behavior? What does the Chrome browser do? Does it, it open a new window? <clears throat> I, 
I don't know actually what happens. I, <laughs> All right, well, I do, it opens I think, a new tab. It opens, yeah, a tab. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't pop out a window. It doesn't it, pop what, out a window. Even even though the the like for example, I I program a lot of links in my show notes to actually say open a new window. You know, open this in a new window because I don't want people to actually be navigating completely away from my site. I don't want it to to take my site out of their browser. So I say open this in a new window. But if you're in, in and of course, all, all modern ba- browsers have this today. It's called tabbed browsing. So when it's when it gets a, a thing to open a new uh, window, it just takes the window that's currently open, opens a new tab, keeps the other one intact and just opens up the new one. And then, of course, have you have you ever had like a let's just say um, uh, a document on your file, like an HTML document on your desktop? If you were to even click on that uh, and and open up that, it's going to open up the same browser window but a new tab. Or yes. or if you have an email client, let's just say you're let's say you're you don't you're not like me and using a uh, um, web-based email but if you were using the mail client the apple mail client and it had Mm -hmm. a hyperlink in it and you click on it if google chrome or one of these modern browsers are your default browser and you already have the browser open it's gonna not open a new window it's just gonna pull the browser into the foreground and open a new tab Ah. what would i what would you say if i told you there is a program that you can get for your mac that will only give you one finder window to rule them all. And anytime you open a new folder on your computer, anytime it just opens up a new tab in that one window. Ah, oh, a tabbed. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A, a tabbed finder system. A tabbed finder system. Like for example, right that now. Great. I am looking at my finder window and it's and it's huh? and it's you know it's, it's a small little window and it currently has three tabs. It's got one it's got my show prep folder, one is another an, another tab is my shared document uh, via Dropbox with Stephanie and another yeah. one is a shared folder with backup copies of all the recordings that were made today. Three different folders, one little tiny finder window, three different tabs. Ah <sighs> That sounds great. It's amazing. That's something that Apple should have implemented. <laughs> and not only that, but I can actually take a file and I could just drag it from one. I can drag the one file right from this window and then I can say, okay, now just drop this on top of another tab and immediately puts it in that folder. Oh, great. Yeah, but that, that would be my immediate question is how do you move files between folders? But you can, you can just drop it on the tab. You can just drop it on the tab. Now, if you say it's like, okay, but I really want, I, I really, for this moment, and there are sometimes visually, I just want to see the two separate windows for those two folders. So yes. just like in Chrome, you grab the tab, pull it out, and boom, now you have two finders. You have two finder windows. One window still has the remaining two tabs left over. And mm-hmm. the third tab you just pulled out overall to itself. And so now I have two finders side by side. Oh, wow. And then if I want to, it's like, okay, now I'm, I can just drag that separate single folder over to the other finder. And it puts it back in with the other ones as a tab. I like this. I like, I want this. <laughs> I tell you what, this, I, I heard it's like, eh, because I, I heard that it's, it costs money. And, and you know what? 
if people know me, they know that I don't mind spending money on apps that do wonderful things. Me neither. I've I've been buying a lot of stuff recently and I was like, well, it's because you get the quality plus you get the updates and uh, it, it, but yeah, and if it if it helps, if it if it makes me more efficient, I don't mind pay, paying. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> I had to sneeze there. Wow. Anyway, so I'm going to give you the address for this, and I will put it in our chat room for anybody who wants to see it in the chat room. This is totalfinder.binaryage.com. Totalfinder.binaryage.com. And um, now the reason, the only reason I was cautious about paying money for this is because when it comes to Mac apps, I have a very difficult time forcing myself to buy an app that's not available on the Mac App Store. That's I was immediately checking the App Store. It's not there. It is not there. And that's, that's a bummer. It is a bummer because I have five Macs and I yes. want this on all five Macs. And when you buy something in the Mac App Store, you buy it once, you get it on all your computers. Now, it is $18. Okay, so it is $18. You can get uh, for $36, you can get the one where you can install it on up to three computers. So it brings the license down to $12. But you know what? For 18 th this thing, is it worth $18 per every Mac that I own or every Mac that I would use this on? You better believe it is. Uh, and, and, and here's the cool thing. If you're not quite sold on the idea, then what I recommend that you do is go to the site and download it and just know that you get 15 days free use. And I'm actually, st I still got 11 days. I'm, I'm actually, uh, you know, just silently praying in the background, dear God, let them open this up in the next 11 days, have this show up in the Mac App Store. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's, it's going to happen on the 12th day. But, um, so anyway, for $18, you can have this, or actually for free, for 15 days, you can have this tabbed, browsing experience uh, in your finder. And I know that for some people, they, they may be hearing this and it's like, wait a second, I thought Cliff was going to talk about how this revolutionized how you use it. Trust me, for me, this is revolutionary. Mm. Hey, and um, actually I've got a tip for you. Yeah. I should have given you this tip before you bought it. But um, the creator of, uh, of this product actually gives away free licenses if you meet certain criteria, uh, now a lot of them don't apply to us, to you and me. It's like, you know, helping directly with the Total Finder development and contributed to uh, an open source project that is used in Total Finder. Um, uh, if, if you're a Google engineer or an Apple employee, uh, have you got bitcoins? But underneath that is free licenses for the press. Journalists and bloggers may apply for a Total Finder license if they plan to review it. Well, you know what? I, I think you have a little podcast called Business Tech Weekly, and I think you just did that. I think I will. Maybe I'll tell you what. Just uh, I will. I will even call this. This episode will be found at gspn.tv/totalfinder. There All you right? go. And and I will send them an email because I haven't bought it yet. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm oh, still using. Sure. I still have 11 days on the trial version. Me neither, by the way. I'm just <clears throat> mentioning. <laughs> exactly. And so I, I, will just, I will just email them and say, listen, I, I go go to gspn.tv slash total finder and see where I have reviewed your product. And uh, I would love to take advantage of that, that free license. Fantastic. 
So I, I have no doubt that that by the time within the next seven to ten days, I would imagine several hundred people will have heard this and gone and bought this, or at least oh, man, I, I I I want it. Yeah, I've seen, and I mean, I'm looking at the the homepage, and this is I think what the finder should be. Yes, it's always and and in a way, it's it's kind of the ideal uh, way to combine the functionality of a browser and 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 the finder because i always felt even with the latest incarnation of windows uh of of, of um of the the operating system uh, line it, it it it's still clunky to use the the finder and it is uh, i don't know it it just doesn't feel intuitive enough yeah. but this tab thing that is totally it because i'm always using tabbed uh, t- i'm always working in the tab situation so it makes sense to have that also in the finder Wait a second. I didn't even look at the featured. The only feature I ever cared about was tabbed browsing. I'm sitting okay. here looking at this. Here's another one. Display two finder windows side by side in dual mode. Exactly. That's what I'm looking at on the on the on the main page. Because I have this, this screen cap and it has two finders side by side. So it's even easier to move around files and move them from one from one place to another. Hmm. I, I now I need to go in and read how to turn on dual mode. Because that way you wouldn't even... Manual, right? (laughs) Yeah, I I never read a manual. Do you ever read a manual? (laughs) Oh, of course not. Of course not. Just looking at the pictures on the side. I know. Can they just have a picture on how to turn on the dual mode? (laughs) Look at that. Read the documentation. It's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, Oh, and they have the... Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. You're kidding me. Look at another feature. Show system files. Show me all files on the disk. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's huge. You know, there's little dot something something. You know, every now and then I want to download a dot ht access file and edit it. And I have mm. to go into some shell code or something like that to <laughs> to show my to tell my Macs to show me a dot ht access file that's been downloaded via FTP. And so that I can click and edit it. And of course, I can't just leave that because then all of a sudden I've got this dot thumbnail, dot thumb here, dot thumb there, everywhere all over. And so I have to rehide them. But it's show, it looks to me like they, they have a little simple option that I'll have to go into the read the documentation to figure out how to do this. But uh, oh, and that's oh, my goodness. I see another feature. Check this out. Have you, Are you looking at the visor? Uh, the visor. No, oh, t- oh. Well, I'll let you tell me about the visor next. Okay. But have you ever been in your finder window and you and it's all your full. I'm used to on the on Windows. Your folders are always first. And then yes. the files are all in alphabetical order below that. But yes. not, but no, it's always alphabetical order. Oh, it just bugs me so much. Bugs and then me you have too. to kind of figure out how to rearrange them and it's ah. Oh. But now, yes. but now, you know, actually I'm becoming aware of these things. I I kind of noticed them, but I never figured out well, <laughs> what is bugging me about this finder. And now I know it. It's the folder should be on top. That and that's <laughs> one of the features. Okay, oh what's what's visor? God. Tell me what visor is. Visor is a is a system wide total finder window displayed at the bottom of the screen. The idea is to have one dedicated total finder instance always ready, just one key press away. So it's basically the, the, this one big visor. Uh, it's 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 the fi- the finder window with the tabs, but you have a key press. You you press it and it's boom. It's there on your screen, no oh. matter what you're doing. So you don't have to, because that's always been my beef with the Finder. If I want to open a second window, I have to move my mouse to the Finder icon in my you know menu. I have to right-click it, and then I have to say, new Finder window, click it, wait, 
and then it creates a new window. It's usually on the wrong monitor that it appears. I have to drag it, make resize it so it has the same size of the other Finder window, and then I can start moving files. And it is just, it takes me two, three minutes to do that. Wow. And with this, the visor thing, as far as I can tell, you basically just do have a key, uh, uh, key press combination and it will just automatically immediately show you that big overall window with the tabs. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. And and I just now found out it, what is dual mode. And it says here dual mode is a special mode where Total Finder displays two windows side by side. It is... Uh, it is a view similar to what can be seen in the window, windows side by side. Uh, I, I, sorry. Um, anyway, so what you do is you go to your finder, and then what you do is you go to finder preferences, mm -hmm. and then uh, it actually says, uh, let's see, you go to finder preferences, and then total finder has new options. Oh my gosh, there's all kinds of options in here. Uh, and then, uh, oh, here's the visor feature. Uh, I just turned on the visor feature. Okay. So I... Because you're trying it out right now on the on the thing. I've, yeah. I haven't installed it yet, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know. I'll play around with that visor later. A system-wide... <laughs> okay. And then um, I'm going to turn that off right now, actually. Uh, but let me see if I can find this dual mode because I want to just tell you if I like uh, where this is at. Tweaks. Uh, folder. Oh, here's the folders on top. Oh, I just did it. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, oh, show system files is simple. Oh my gosh, there's a keyword shortcut. Um, it, you can actually just do, um, what is that? Shift command period will actually show you the files, the, the hidden files, the .ht access. And then oh. just a simple shift command period will uh, hide them again. And not to mention the fact that you can actually adjust whatever that shortcut you want to be. So uh, there's that. Always maximize. Let's see. Menu and dock. Hide icon in the menu bar. Oh, is there a menu in my menu bar? Hmm, I don't see it. But uh, oh, there is. It's a little folder. <gasps> oh, I like this. This is awesome. Okay, so there's a menu up. There's a folder icon up there. Keep original docking icon. Uh, freelance windows. Use narrow windows. Uh, uh, show cut, cut and paste buttons in context. Uh, I still don't see the the side by side, so I should read the documentation, right? Uh, okay, you can enter dual mode and create dual tabs. Leave dual mode. What can I do? Okay, so I'm just, I, I bear with me because I just got to see this. You might enter dual mode. Uh, okay, you may enter dual mode by double clicking a tab or pressing uh, Command U. Oh, that's I didn't even have to go into the preferences. If you me, so Command so, U. <gasps> oh, <laughs> this is so cool! I this I, is genuine excitement, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is not because Cliff is looking for a free license. This is no, yeah, I am not doing this because of that. I, I would have been doing this. Is this is pure? I'm 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 just looking at the features. Like I need this. This is everything that I always miss in the in the stupid finder. Oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> anyway, th special thank you to my great friend Pat Flynn, smartpassiveincome.com for telling me about this. And uh, if if you end up buying this, do me a favor, go go to twitter.com slash smartpassiveincome and just say, 
Hey, Pat, thank you so much for, for telling Cliff about this. Because of his show, I went and bought this because he deserves the credit for this. But Father Roderick, was I overstating the, 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 this has revolutionized the way I will use my Mac? No, I think it's, it's, um, it's what I need too. Cause I'm, I'm doing a lot of, I mean, I'm in the process of rearranging, um, the audio files and the graphic files of all my podcasts. And it's, I'm, we're, we're talking hundreds, if not thousands of files. And I, every day that I work on the Mac, I miss the PC. Cause I was like, this is so clunky and it's so uh, counterintuitive. And I can't quickly move stuff from one folder to another. And um, now that I've seen the description and the pictures of, of what this Total Finder looks like, I'm like, this could definitely, it could speed up my work so much. So um, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to install that trial version right away because I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to save me so much time. And that by itself is, is valuable for me. Absolutely. Here, it's like 18 bucks. You know, some people in the chat room was like, well, 18 bucks so, so that your Mac OS X Finder uh, approaches the Windows Finder. And I was like, yeah, that is what I want. I've always want, wanted the, the, the Windows functionality on my Mac. Absolutely. Yeah. I, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, it, it cut out for a second. But yeah, this is, oh my goodness, this is so cool. All right, well, there you go. We, we talked enough about Total Finder. Um, I do want to talk about some other things here. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play some audio feedback that we've gotten from some other people who uh, hear us talk a lot about um, Text Expander on the Mac. And uh, Gary's called in to talk about a PC alternative. So, uh, Gary, take it away. This is Gary in Portland, Oregon, and this feedback is for Business Tech Weekly. Hey, guys. Recently, you've talked about Text Expander for the Mac several times, and I keep hearing that there isn't anything like it for Windows, but there is. Phrase Express. You spell it like it sounds. I found it by Googling Text Expander for Windows. As far as I can tell, it does pretty much everything Text Expander does. It doesn't sync between machines, but it can easily export the library to Dropbox or a thumb drive, and you can have it available on any other machine that you have Phrase Express installed on. It also will import text expander libraries. So if you use both a Mac and a Windows in various situations, you can have your, your clip library available. That's called Phrase Express at phraseexpress.com. Thanks for everything that both of you do. The Lord truly is using you. Blessings. All right. Well, Gary, thank you so much for that. And, and, you know, I knew that there was the, you know, the, um, the option that was called texter for the windows. Yeah. Uh, but I had never heard of phrase express. And so, uh, it says text expander for windows. I wonder how they can get by with, uh, with, uh, well, I guess maybe they're using it's text space expand right. or it's probably the way they do it. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, very cool. Uh, let's see here. It says pro home product shop download. Uh, and I guess, is it free? Um, to do, to do, it would appear to be free. Um, I'm looking at it as well. I don't see any place where you can pay it for it. So, uh, contact support download. Sh oh, shop. I'm sorry. Here it is. Shop. Uh, so, okay, so that, okay, it is, it, okay, the version eight, easy version is $29.95, um, and then the standard version is $49.95, and professional is $139.95, uh, 
Uh, but let's see here. So for 20, it, let's see, expert mode, micro functions. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks to me like it's relatively close to what you would pay for Text Expander. It looks like they have a cheaper version, but it doesn't mm. have all the features of Text Expander. But if you want some of the full functionality, uh, they do have the standard or the professional version that will uh, do it. So actually, uh, no, you know what? Um, floating phrase menus. Uh, now I don't have, no, I will agree. I, I don't think that word, uh, that text expander has word, uh, MS word formatted phrases, but it does have floating phrase menus and it does have input forms. So actually to get the same functionality out of phrase express that you can get with text expander would be one thirty nine ninety five. Okay. But the basic functionality of, you know, putting in your phrases and just typing a couple keystrokes and having it expand out, which is about 90% of how I use text expander is only $29.95. So phraseexpress.com, that's actually pretty decent. So, uh, and for those of you that like free stuff and freebies and alternatives that might not be as full featured, but they are free. So it doesn't matter. You know, you can always try them out. There is a, there is a program for windows called phrase express. And that is a simple but powerful um, text expander that also works on in Windows 7. That, uh, that's what we just talked about. Wait, Phrase Express? Yeah, Phrase Express. It's $29.95. <laughs> it says it's free here on this website. Really? Yeah. It's, oh, well, well, right here it says... Um, in February... Oh, okay, you're, okay, wait a second. Okay, so I'm actually on the shop. I'm at, you know, Phrase Express phraseexpress.com and if you click on shop okay commercial use oh, is 29.95 so if you're using it in your business you have to pay 29.95 so i imagine there's a free version that as long as you're not using it in a business then yes. it is free here it says i'm i'm looking at the um, the uh, download.cnet.com and it says it's free i just <laughs> i missed, totally missed the name so i was like yeah. hey i know another free program <laughs> <laughs> well I, I, there is a free one though uh, and it is called Texter. All right. Yes. But according to the description here, Phrase Express is a lot more powerful than Texter. Okay. So, but I've, I've just sent you the link via um, uh, Skype. So perhaps in the show notes, people can just try it out. But I think that this is actually a, a free for, yeah, as long as you don't use it commercially. It doesn't even say that you can't use it commercially. So, well, you may want I to look into it. And of course, my my recommendation is, you know, support these people, you know, that are creating sure. tools and, and especially for our audience here for business people, go ahead and and support it. But I will put um phrase express personal free and I'm putting a link in the show notes uh, for that. So that'll be in there as well. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Gary, for that feedback. And, um, Father Roderick, we're going to take another call from another listener. This is from Jim, and he's got questions about mailing lists. So let's take it away, Jim. Hi, Cliff and Andy. This is Jim Bramham from frogsmedia.com. I have a question regarding building your email list. I recently attended a social media event at a local community college, and this one panel had four marketing people. Two of them had their own business, and two worked for other companies. And they all said the best way to build your list is to give people that sign up for your list a discount on all your products and services. They said that 
when somebody signs up, they should never pay the same price as somebody else that's not on your list that just happens to come to your website and purchases a product. Now, I know you guys offer discounts once in a while on your products, but I was thinking to give somebody a discount all the time, that seems pretty aggressive. I'm not sure if that's a good idea. I just wanted to get your feedback on that. And I was wondering if you could give us any other tips on how to build our email list. Thanks, guys, for all you do. All right, Jim, thank you very much uh, for the question and uh, the comment there. Uh, Father Roderick, you you use a, a newsletter mailing list for SQPN. Um, yes. We'll, we'll address the question of percentages. I'll, I'll address that in just a minute and then ask you if you have some some feedback. But let's talk first about how do you build that mailing list? Yeah, well, the, the, the first thing, of course, is to make sure that people know that you have a mailing list because sometimes on websites it can be very hidden. So uh, you, you need to make it, uh, I think, obvious that right now we, we're not using it very extensively, but um, it, I always make sure that, that it is part of the main website and it's always in the same place to link to it and that it's easy to sign up. Um, so I, we don't ask too much information for the first sign up. We might find other ways to get some more info, but uh, if you have to plow your way through pages and pages of personal information and telephone numbers, usually you use like 90% of the people that were willing to subscribe. So we just keep it very simple, just name, email address, and they get a confirmation email. Um, and I, what, what, what I do, but then again, with SQPN, we're kind of in a podcasting business. Um, we, we we mentioned the, the news the existence of the newsletter um, when it's relevant when we when it can give them something that they can't find else um, elsewhere. So we, we for instance we'll say you know uh, just follow our newsletter and you'll be the first to know about a new series. Or you know it, we, you could also do well if you're if you're signed up we'll we'll give you a link and you can listen to kind of a preview of a new show. And so that creates an incentive for people to actually sign up because that's something that they want. Um, but if it's just a, a newsletter that will give them redundant information that they can gather from the website or whatever, uh, and it's just kind of copy of what you do, um, then I don't think that you'll see uh, uh, that newsletter mailing list grow very quickly. Right. I would agree with that. Um, one of the things there, um, one of the things I'm looking at SQPN and, and surprisingly, I don't see any place on your homepage where I can just go in and sign up for your newsletter. Yeah. It's on, the, it's uh, currently grouped under about, yeah, which so, is really not the right place to put it. One of, one of the things that I found that, that drastically increased mine is if you go to podcastanswerman.com, um, mm-hmm. I found that it, it has you know, if you really want to see major adoption of your mailing list is putting an opt-in form at at front and center, you know, make it making sure that no matter what page anybody's on on your website, uh, that they actually always see over on the in the sidebar consistently the opt-in form for the thing. So yes. basically mine says podcast answer man mailing list, no matter what page you're on, it's going to be there. It says subscribers to the podcast answer man mailing list are the first to be notified of new training products and services. They also get special discount offers from time to time. And mm-hmm. then it, basically it's got a box for your first and last name and email address and a big, huge button that says sign up. Um, yes. So that right there is it, it it drives a lot of people to sign up for my mailing list. 
The other thing is, is having opt-in forms in other places on your site. So for example, my about page, and it currently does not have one. And, and so I'm actually, no, it does. So if you, my about page is one of, is a very highly trafficked um, or, or visited page on my site. People read my story. And so all of a sudden it's like, you know, I see this mailing list. Eventually people browse the site enough. They actually see that mailing list. They become desensitized to the fact that it's there. Yes. And so they, when they first saw it and they first came to your site and they were first reading around to some stuff, they really had no idea who I was or what I had to offer to them. So they they immediately saw, they looked, they read. It's like, eh, I'm not giving this guy my email address. But then over time, they've come to extreme to come to find a lot of extreme value in what I'm offering. So, or they haven't connected with me yet. But but all of a sudden, it's like they see the mailing list opt in form, but it doesn't reach out to them anymore because they programmed their mind to, to ignore it. So if you read my, if you go to my about page and you scroll down at the at the end, if you make it all the way to the end of my about page it says this form is for those of you who would or for those who would like to subscribe to the podcast answer man mailing list and there's an option to do it at the bottom of that page and it, and and I use a service called Aweber and each of these forms have a unique tracking code so I can see when I get an email notification that says so and so just subscribe to your form it tells me where they did it from did they do it from the sidebar did they do it from my about page did they do it from a blog post um, and, and, yes. And so if sometimes I will spend three or four hours uh, making a blog post, I'll give you a perfect example. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash income, all right, podcastanswerman.com slash income, uh, the, the blog post is titled, is it possible to generate income directly from podcasting? And I spent like three or four hours putting this post together. And if you scroll through and you go all the way to the very bottom, it says this form is for those of who would like to subscribe to the podcast answer man mailing list. And that that opt in form even has tracking. It says this came from the income blog Ah, post. Good. And and so and and there are other places like I have a free learn how to podcast tutorial. It's got seven different videos. Currently, I do not have any opt-in forms on there, but I'm actually having somebody create a very um, customized email opt-in form that's going to be a single line. So it, it, it's it's not going to be obtru- in a, it's not going to be uh, obtrusive in any way at all. It's going to be very very subtle. It says you know enjoy or it's like find this content valuable. Please sign up for my mailing list, and it's just going to have a place for your your name and email address. One line only. And I'm going to actually stick that after every single video on that page. And there are eight videos. Mm-hmm. So this is this is what you have to do. You have to consistently give people that option to 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 sign up for that mailing list. And, and you have to be uh, I think, you know, I'm working with some marketing people right now. And mm-hmm. they're very pushy. It's like, Cliff, you need more of these. You need more of these. Right. Like they, they want five opt in forms on my about page. And I said, you know what? I'll I'll concede and give you one at the very end. I don't <laughs> I don't want if, if they if they can't make it to the bottom of my page, then chances are they're not interested in my mailing list. Yeah, you know, um, my you know my consulting page. It's like they want they want an opt in form everywhere. And it's like I'll add opt in forms, but I don't want to become one of those people where I'm doing an opt in form like every three paragraphs on a page. 
or or worse, one that pops up oh. when you're trying to visit a page, and then the the, the the page turns dark gray, and there's this pop up window that you have to, and you're looking for where's the where's the X? Where can I get? Oh, uh, and every time you visit that site, it pops up again. That to me is would be a reason if I were subscribed to that mailing list, I would unsubscribe, and I would probably never visit the website again. That is exactly how I feel, and I have. I have several friends of mine, and I, I consider them very good friends. Uh, I will not mention their names. I will mm. not, although I'm thinking of three people in particular right now. I have not visited their site since they first implemented their pop-up. Yeah. I have not gone, and I will not go back, and I will not ref, I will not link back to these, these three friends of mine, and they're very close friends. But you I, know, it's I like, won't even link to them on Twitter. It is like entering a restaurant and instead of having a friendly girl or, or, or man standing there and say, hey, can I bring you to a table and you smell, you know, the, the, the nice food. Instead, you walk through the door and there, bah, you get this menu slapped in your face. Like, look at this first. This oh. is our menu. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 more like going in. And it's like, you know. Oh, here's it's kind of like they bring the bread to the table and it's and it's <laughs> piping hot and it smells delicious. Yeah. Before you touch that, I need you to go ahead and pay for the dinner, please. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't, don't, the, you know, if, if you take a bite of that, you owe me. Uh, you pay, pay, pay me now. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I need money up front. They do that. There are restaurants that do that. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's like, that's that right there. Yeah. And, and, and here, here's the thing. Now I, I have three, I have three distinct people in my mm -hmm. mind right now. Now I, I want, you're hearing father Roderick's reaction to this. You're hearing my reaction to this. And I want to tell you right now, I know hundreds and, and I'm not exaggerating when I say hundreds, because I, I would exaggerate to say thousands, but I mm -hmm. do, I do know hundreds that feel exactly like what you just heard Father Rocker and I say. However, these three individuals, they're very close personal friends, and mm -hmm. I've had this debate with them. Now, here's the thing. All three of those people have more than 50,000 people on their mailing list. Mm. So it might work. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you hands down, it does work. <sighs> Why? Why is it that we don't like that? I just—it turns me off, and it—it it, it really uh, it spoils the brand to me. If I, I I have a website in my mind again, I won't. Uh, me too. I won't mention which one it is, but it is for a kind of a magazine, and they have a website that is part of the magazine. And every time I go to that website before I can read anything on it, the page turns gray, and you get this pop-up window like, "Hey, have you already subscribed to my our email newsletter?" And I was like. I'm here to visit a website. If I don't I want, even know I, you yet. If, if I love the website, yes, I might consider signing up for the newsletter. But first, show me what you've got. It's, it's, oh. I'm going to tell you how badly I think about it. I feel like it's it's like all of a sudden there's a girl on the side of the street who happens to be a prostitute proposition. You want to come back to my place? It's like, I don't even know you. <laughs> it's like, come on. I, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty strong on how I feel about but that. I think there must be alternative ways to convince people that they need to sign up. And, yeah, yeah. you know, it's all, it's all about the kind of relationship that you want to have with your customers as well. Yeah. You know, you want you, if you, if, you, if part of your brand is I want to I want to be friendly. I want to give away stuff before I ask for money. You know, I want to share before I, I want a client. I mean, that's, that's a different 
marketing approach, yes. which I think is also valid and also is also proven to work. I think, you know, there's, there's something to say for both things. And perhaps what works for one audience won't work for the other. So yeah. again, it's like, I don't, I'm, I'm not a marketeer, but I just know how my initial reaction when I get slapped, slammed in the face with this, these pop-up windows, I'm like, yeah. I'm well, out of here. Well, here's the thing, Father Roderick. Right now, Podcast Answer Man's generating 10,000 views every single month. Every, mm -hmm. every, every, every 30 days, I'm averaging about 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. I will tell you right now that the statistic, I mean, this is hardcore fact mm -hmm. that if I were to include Pop Up Dominator or any of those other uh, pop up options for my mailing list, if I were to do that, I would add about 700 to 1,500 new subscribers to my mailing list every month. Mm. All right. That, 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 those are, those are statistical details that, you know, it, it's just without a question because those people are coming to my site and, and they've Googled and all of a sudden it's valuable information. And a lot of people, you know, it's like, there, some people I imagine they're, they're probably, it's like, you know what? I desperately want this valuable information I'm reading. Wow, this is done extremely well. Uh, I can't believe how much time this guy put. Oh, it's got to pop up. And, and and I bet you they're like, you know what? I, I, if I don't give him my email address, he's probably going to pop up and ask me again. Let me just go ahead and give it to him. That's not how I want somebody on my mailing list. But I will tell you what, if, if I was into the numbers game, um, and, and, you know, I, I've got, you know, 25,000 people on my mailing list and I send out and say, Hey, I've got this new product related to podcasting. And I know these people are somewhat interested because they, that's how they originally found my site. You know, gosh, if I've got 25,000 people and say, Hey, I've got this product that's 50 bucks and I think it's going to be helpful. Am I going to make a lot more money because of that? Yeah. But I don't know that that's the way I want to engage and initiate that relationship. I, and right now, I'll be honest with you, my mailing list is nowhere near any of my friends. I'm, I'm way low down on the totem pole. I, I kind of started from scratch over again by switching from MailChimp over to AWeber. I lost about 300 people as a result of their, their requirements. And I was okay with that. And, and you know what? I'll get those 300 people back or I won't. It doesn't matter. But right now, Podcast Answer Man has about, you know, 800 people on my mailing list. That's it. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Those are 800 highly engaged relationships that I have with people. Yes. And that's what's so valuable it's, it's to me. The same question is like, do you nurture the quality of the relationship with, with your clients uh, or, or are you going for, for, uh, for the quantity first and then you kind of sift out the, 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 the quality relationships? There's something to say for both approaches, but yeah, it has to, it has to match your own style. Let's, uh, I, I, I totally agree. And, and there, and, and just because I'm, you know, I'm not going to, I won't call you a prostitute to your face if you actually, you know, start pimping your, your mailing form on my, on the list. Uh, the, I did put out a thing one time. It's like, cause they, they came, they actually have a new, a term for these. They don't call it pop-up opt-in forms because, okay. uh, I, I, what it, it's like, um, they have a new friendly term for it. It, it It's like they're trying to, because they, obviously they, they, they feel they have a guilty conscience having a pop-up <laughs> form on there, but they actually have a new name for it and I can't think of it. Um, 
Oh, I can't remember. It's not in your face pop up window. So <laughs> it, it, they came up with a new term, and it's it's so funny every time I hear it because it, it's a pop up form. Come on, seriously. Um, what is the, uh, the other thing? Oh, the other question Jim asked is is what about this idea that nobody should uh, ha- nobody on your mailing list should have to pay as much as anybody that's not on your mailing list? Um, and and I can see some people saying that. Well, here's. If, if that's the case, then potentially what you could do is let's just say you take whatever your rates are and increase them by 20% and then all of a sudden you give a 20% discount at all times to anybody that's not on your list. And honestly, I don't think that I have anything morally or even uh, any other way to to say that that's a wrong way to do it. I mean, pricing is always a tough thing, but if... But if, you know, if, if, if your goal and your desire is to really build that relationship through your mailing list and ha- have that connection, then, then raising your rates by 20% is one way to do it where you offer 20% and it's actually not costing you anything. Um, you know, and it's, you know, if you're on the mailing list, you always get 20% off. Here, here's the thing, though, is what about all the people who come to your website if you do that? Um, what about all the people who come to your website who would have bought if the price was actually 20% less, but they just still don't know you well enough to actually sign up for your mailing list, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so there, there's that, there's other things you could consider doing outside of that. I, I, I personally say, you know, if you sign up for my mailing list from time to time, I'm going to give you announcements and offers that will not be available anywhere else. You have to be on the mailing list to get these discounts these offers and that's how i do it and and the the there i i would agree that there has to be some form of exclusivity father roderick you mentioned earlier is you you have to provide be willing to provide something that they can't get just anywhere else it's exclusivity and value unique value that that is true for any product it needs to have unique value otherwise people will get it elsewhere and so that's true for in, in a way a newsletter is is part of your is it's a product as well it's a product that sells other products, but it's still, it needs to have some value by itself. And if it's just a repeat of what's on the, on the website then that's not, that's not enough. And so I, I think that, yeah, incentives in, in the newsletter, uh, will, will certainly work. That will totally, uh, incentivize me to, to sign up for, for, uh, for newsletters. If I can get a discount or a freebie, even better, I'll certainly do it. I've had a lot of like eBooks, et cetera, by signing up for newsletters. And I know that I can always unsubscribe once I get the, so it, it, you know, there's this kind of, and I, I usually don't, you know, I subscribe, I get the, the freebie or the discount. And then, you know, I was like, I actually, if, if the newsletter has good quality and continues to offer value, I'll stay subscribed. Yep. Absolutely. And if this is just a trick, and then I'm spammed, then I'm immediately unsubscribed. So again, it's like as long as your newsletters offer unique value, people will stay on that list. I'm pretty pretty convinced of that. In, indeed. And and my favorite example of, of a freebie uh, is uh, go to ebooksthesmartway.com. That's, that's my good friend, Pat Flynn. He has, I think, the best... Uh, it, and it's an amazing ebook, by the way. I, I I got it and I read it, and I he I actually that's how I got onto Pat's mailing list, and I am still subscribed. And actually, Pat's only he's one of only four or five mailing lists that I'm actually subscribed to, mm-hmm. and I'm still subscribed to it because I get so much value from what Pat shares. And it's ebooksthesmartway.com. You sign up, and immediately you have instant access to a free uh, 
ebook that you can put on your Kindle, and I loved it. Oh, nice. Yes, especially the Kindle, <laughs> the, the word Kindle in there. That is like, what? What, Kindle? Get yeah, free? it's like crack. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering um, about the, uh, uh, the, the, the window that, where, you, where people can sign up, like the, the thing that you put on each website, uh, on each page. How do you create that? Well, I, I, I actually switched from MailChimp to AWeber for several reasons. If anybody's yeah, interested. So we are still using MailChimp. So I don't know. You probably have discussed this in previous episodes. But yeah. uh, I, I, will, I will tell everybody listening. I'll, I'll go ahead and answer some of this. But um, podcastanswerman.com slash AWeber. That's A-W-E-B-E-R. A-W-E-B-E-R. AWeber. So podcastanswerman.com slash AWeber, I actually spent about three hours creating this post. And mm -hmm. and it is a post about why it's MailChimp versus AWeber email marketing and why I switched. Okay. And and it's pretty detailed. And one of the several reasons that I I left was the email opt-in forms because the the MailChimp forms were just ugly. They weren't as customizable and stuff like that. And when it comes to uh, Aweber, they have they have this amazing gallery of already pre-done um, opt-in forms. I mean, seriously, and you can go in and you can adjust them very easily. You can put you can take the graphic that they're using for the background and find the proportions, the sizes of it, and create your own in Photoshop, and then upload it to the web, and then use the URL to that image, and it pulls up your image instead of the image they had. So. The, the opt-in forms that they have are just out of this world, and it's one of the reasons why I switched. Um, so, so yeah, so you just go over there, you and you create those in your AWeber account, and you can even put, like I said, that sales tracking code in there. And, it's like, yes. and it just gives you an iframe code, or it'll give you HTML, but I use just the little iframe tag, and, and you just paste that into a sidebar widget, a uh, text widget in the sidebar of your site, or you can just put it anywhere in your post. I like it. Is it uh, more expensive than uh, Mailchimp? Uh, if, if you only have five hundred or so, or uh, or whatever people, and I think Mailchimp even has now like free for up to twenty five hundred people or something like that. Yes. Um, when it, when you're twenty five hundred or less, Mailchimp is obviously cheaper. But when you start approaching fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred people, um, Aweber becomes less expensive than oh, Mailchimp. Hmm. Yeah. Great tips. Which, of course, those are goals that you want. So you, my goal is always to, I always want to get to a place where I'm forced by the size of my mailing list to pay AWeber more money. Of, of course. When I pay them more <laughs> money, then I'm happy because that means more people are on my mailing list. Yes. You know, so I, like, for example, I just, I just sent out an email uh, yesterday that potentially could generate about $22,000 of income within the next 10 days. Nice. So, is that the uh, the 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 what is it? The twenty five? What is it? Some some for your podcast? Uh, yeah, Pod podcasting a to z uh, dot com. I'm offering for people on my mailing list. Uh, I'm offering a two hundred forty nine dollar discount to anybody who signs up before the end of the day Sunday. Mm. And so, if 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 you were on my mailing list, you got that email. And that, that offer was valid from yesterday, Wednesday, October 19th, through uh, uh, midnight Sunday night, um, which is October 23rd. And
And uh, if you are not on my mailing list, then I will tell you, you can go and sign up for my mailing list at podcastanswerman.com. Just click on the the opt-in form. And then what you'll need to do is just send me an email saying, hey, Cliff, I signed up for your mailing list. Can I get that $249 discount? And I'll immediately respond to you and give you the code. That that's a that's a good incentive, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And 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 people are taking me up on it, so uh, it it's it, it works. It works. So mailing lists are extremely important, extremely valuable. And um and and one other thing I'll say about a mailing list is um you know they have these things called autoresponders. Like and and Pat's really good at this. Like if you sign up for his mailing list, like he's already got like thirty or forty weeks worth of content already mm. in the in the things ready to send you and oh. you'll get one email like every week or every other week for the mm-hmm. next 30 some odd weeks um and he doesn't have to do anything because he's already spent hours and hours and hours creating all that extremely high value high quality content in those emails Sounds uh, sounds very very good. Um, yeah. Again, it's a, it's a tool that we've not really uh, used that much. But you give me a lot of ideas actually. <laughs> now that I hear about, especially the the you know your your blog post there about the difference between Mailchimp and uh, what is it a a Weber a Weber yes that is uh, I'm already kind of browsing through it as like oh okay, I need to sit down and take an hour and read this through and yeah, I'm yeah. sure it'll give me a lot of ideas and and I do like those mailing list subscription things right on the page there. Yeah, it, it, it is amazing. It, you'll, you'll see an uh, amazing jump in the number of subscribers just by putting that on your mail on the, you know, it's always got to be above the fold. People can't have mm-hmm. to scroll. If they have to scroll down to see it, um, yeah. you'll miss an opportunity. And then, you know, strategically place those in highly trafficked pages. On your site, you know, when people are reading your about page, it's like, you know, hey, if obviously if they're reading through the about page and they get about halfway into the story, halfway in, ask them, well, my marketing people will tell you halfway in, give them an opt in form. And then at the bottom, you know, if they continue, if they didn't sign up, but they read the rest of the story, (laughs) ask them again, you know, and keep asking them and invent. And and I'm telling you, this stuff does work. It really does. You just have to use your own judgment on what you think might be overkill and, and too much and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, getting people on the mailing list, mailing list is, is a powerful, powerful thing. And, uh, it's a great way to communicate, especially us podcasters. You know, we, you know, we think that, you know, we just communicate with everybody via podcast, but people can get backed up and, you know, our stats still show that our stats show that they're still downloading, but they're still, you know, you never know 20% of your audience could be three, four, five weeks behind. Yes. But man, you sent that's, that's true. (laughs) But if you send them an email, of a time sensitive thing that says, Hey, I'm going to be in Los Angeles in in, uh, in 12 days. I'd love to meet up with you. Well, you don't want them to get that three weeks after you're back home. Yeah. How often do you send a newsletter? Well, that's the thing. Of course, Pat sends out an email like once every week or every other week or something like that, or it might even just be once a month. I don't even know. Uh, it, all I can tell you is that it's, it's that he does it as a, at a consistency that doesn't bother me. Because otherwise, it, I would be like, man, this is I, every week I get one of these things, uh, or whatever. So, um, for me, 
my 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 mailing list it, it literally doesn't say subscribe and you have to actually tell people in, in your opt-in form on the main page it doesn't the other opt-in forms can just say hey subscribe to our mailing list you know and just have a name and email address but in the opt-in form that's in the sidebar that is always ever present at the front page you need to you need to communicate to people why should they provide you their name and email address mm-hmm. and if you read mine it doesn't say subscribers to the podcast answer man mailing list are going to receive regular weekly or monthly updates uh, with pod, with podcasting information that you will never find anywhere else and that you need to succeed in your podcasting journey mm-hmm. it doesn't say that no it says subscribers to the podcast answer man mailing list are the first to be notified of new training products and services. They also get special discount and offers from time to time. And, and I'm telling people if you're signing up on my mailing list because you want to me to notify you when I have something new to sell you that I'm very clear and upfront. That's why mm-hmm. I want people to sign. And so I never I, there. I sometimes go a month and a half, two or three months before I send out an, another email. But yeah. when I send out an email, I've got 800 people who have said, Cliff, as soon as you have something else uh, made, uh, that is valuable information related to podcasting that is available for purchase, I want to be the first to know. And if you happen to have sales on all those things, you know, happen to s- decide to, you know, do another Black Friday sale for a- the day after Thanksgiving, you know, for 30% off, dude, I want... Uh, email me. I want it because I've been, you know, I've been wanting to buy about five of your products and I'm just waiting for that 30% off code. You know, so that I, I don't send out emails very often at all, but um, you're going to have a lot of people who have a lot of different ideas about the best way to do it. And I think you have to figure out yourself. What is the strategy I'm going for? What is the desire I wish to have out of this list? Yes. Well, I think that that is the that that is the, the best best question to begin with. It's like thinking about a strategy in, instead of just like we have currently. We just have a mailing mailing list, and we have no strategy. <laughs> we just wanted to have a mailing list, and then we don't use it. <laughs> but to to think, how can we strategically use this as just a tool? But can it help us connect to that audience, broaden that audience, uh, get get our products to them? Um, that that. That's every, that's every, that's the question that you always have to ask yourself for any tool or gadget. Exactly. How can, how can it improve your relationship with your customers? Absolutely. And uh, I'll tell you what, with that, I think we probably should wrap things up. Can you believe, Father Roderick, we've already talked just barely over an hour? Well, you've talked for a, about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I was listening and taking notes. And I was like, oh, I got to try this out. Oh, I got to do this. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Father, I'm glad that you were here. It's always much more fun on a show like this for me to to have somebody else kind of provide that feedback. And, and I totally know what you're talking about. It, it's, uh, and, uh, it's my pleasure. It's my well, pleasure. I, I appreciate you filling in Andy's shoes. Folks, uh, if you get a chance, go over to twitter.com slash Andy Traub and uh, just wish him a very happy congratulations there for his family. Uh, welcome to to Lucy. Not, not Stephanie Cliff, but Lucy. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're just so excited for them. Anyway, uh, we'll be back again next week. I just want to say real quickly, if you're not on my mailing list, go over there and sign up for it because uh, I'm getting ready to send out an email to any of you who are in the California area. I'm heading over to Los Angeles to uh, Blog World, and I'll be throwing some sort of meetup somewhere, somehow, some way. 
And if you happen to be interested in going to uh, the Twit Brick House, I am going to drive up to Petaluma, I think, on Sunday. Uh, this is the first week in November. Um, so first weekend in no- November. And if anybody's interested, go ahead and go to podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list and get signed up on that list. And I'll, I'll send out an email soon. Uh, Father Roderick, uh, where can people find you online? Well, they can follow me on Twitter. It's uh, twitter.com slash Father Roderick. And then all of our shows can be found on sqpn.com. And, uh, well, if people like the new Pan Am show on ABC or they are fans of uh, Harry Potter or um, the, the Hobbit or Tolkien, we've got shows about all those all those franchises and uh you know if you like a show like uh the hunger games podcast and you're into that sort of stuff definitely check out our um our shows as well on uh, on sqpn it's in the same vein and it's it's always fun to talk like geeky fan stuff with uh, with our audiences exactly hey and if you guys like how father Roderick, father yeah i can't talk father roderick and i are interacting and how we engage in our chemistry together if you guys aren't aware of this already we have what is it 81 episodes yeah i think <laughs> we just recorded our 81st episode of balanced living weekly at balancedlivingweekly.com father roderick and i are longtime friends great friends and uh, we, we do a show about pursuing a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. Balancedlivingweekly.com. All right, Father Roderick, I guess we should uh, let the music wrap us up here. And uh, again, thanks, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Until next time, my friends, we encourage you to join the community. Join the community.